but there are other places you can call home and there are other cultures that you can grab a little piece of and call them your own and i think i'm just a world traveler but not just boundaries it's expectations of others yes so lower them <laughs> girl if you have no expectations you can't get hurt many more hurt than what they how they hurt you yeah. that's why i take people with a grain of salt honestly okay uh, are we doing calls. these things like, yes we because no th these things that have been happening things, definitely things. justify this shit happening can't be real like honestly <laughs> Because every time you turn on the TV, it's some bullshit somewhere across the world. In your own personal life, in your daily life, you have to deal with stuff. And then you're looking all over the world and it's like people have gone mad. And honestly, no one wants to take accountability. It's like, when does it stop? Like, when does all this stop? And people start, you know, owning up to their mistakes, owning up to who they are as people. Yes. Of course, it's money related. Uh, about, it's always about money. It's always about <laughs> money. It's, it's literally always about money. And this is where entitlement is going to make sense to you guys. <laughs> Let's talk about roots, baby. Let's talk about unifying we. Let's talk about all the good things and the dope things being black can be. Let's talk about accountability. Yes, accountability. And entitlement. Hello, hello, hi. This is Aliyah and sometimes known as Muhammad Aliyah and very rarely known as Leah to those of you who think you know me well enough to call me Leah, which very few and far between. <laughs> but yes, today we are talking about accountability and entitlement. Somehow I always want to say entitlement and accountability. I feel like that sounds better. Mm, I mean, they go hand in hand, so potatoes, potatoes. Yeah. Tomato, tomato. Now, moving on to it. Today I am joined by a very, 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 very special guest. When I first met her, I was just like, who is this person? She had a mask on her face, which is currently what we currently deal with. I said that twice. Currently what we deal with uh, during this pandemic. We meet people for the first time without actually seeing their face. And that alone is a trip. In addition, however, when I met this person, she was just like, hello, Nod. And I was like, hello, Nod. We'll check you later. Right? And then as she revealed herself slowly and the mask started to fall off, I was like, who is this incredible person that got jokes on jokes on jokes on jokes, but is also a completely down-to-earth, um, rational, realistic, fair, kind and gentle despite all the things of the ting ting things that happen in the world that's hard to be sorry please introduce yourself sorry Karen. Hmm. <laughs> thank you for earlier for all these compliments um no it was great coming across somebody like you uh you're it's not about me though no 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 because <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> then great minds think alike it's crazy because I mean, I've traveled the world and it's rare to find people that are so true to themselves and so real about how they feel and what they stand up for. Nowadays, people, everyone wants to be politically correct. So you don't ever really meet people for who they really are. 
Um, so That's even another tangent we can go on. By the way, did you say I your did name? not say my name yet, <laughs> but I was getting to it. Oh, excuse you? So Sorry, that was my fault. My name is Eileen. I'm from the U.S. I mean, I don't know if I should say I'm from the U.S. because I have a diverse background. Tell uh, I grew up in the Caribbean's uh, West Indies family, uh, Haiti, to be more precise. And I spent half of my life in the U.S., half of my life in Haiti. So I guess I'm a little bit of both. I mean, you are where you call home. So to me, when I refer to home, because of all the struggles that I've endured back in Haiti, I consider the U.S. my home because this is where I felt the most comfortable uh, in. And then I decided to take a trip around the world and I realized that the U.S., yes, it is home, but there are other places you can call home and there are other cultures that you can grab a little piece of and call them your own. And I think Amen I'm just a that. world traveler. Yeah, uh, I don't belong anywhere, anywhere in particular. I just I belong to the that. world. Yes. I feel you on that. I think one of the many sentiments I made when I was still growing up and uh, I came to understand that I've always been a rebel my whole entire life. But one of the things I always said was like, the earth is my oyster. Yes. And this world is my oyster. And I just want to be where I want to be, when I want to be. And, you know, live my life true to myself and how I want to live it. People are like, oh, so you're here for this long. I'm like, listen, mate, I just don't know how I'm just going to feel in the next 10 minutes. Let's start there. I mean, can you really call yourself a rebel because you decided not to follow the pattern laid out for you? You decided to be your isn't, own person. Isn't that what rebellion is? Not really, no. I mean, no. because how do, you define rebellion? how do you define you as a person? Your true self, Whoa. not the self that your parent made of you. Wow. Deep. Yeah. So big questions you, to ask. Yeah, big questions. I mean, this is a topic for a different day, but <laughs> I wouldn't necessarily say rebellious i would just say you took a chance you just put yourself out there and most people are very comfortable staying where they are and following a routine and you just went outside of the box decided to paint your own colors instead of the colors that were laid out for you also because boxes are very boring and they're very predictable and they're all the same shape um there's nothing different about it of course you like to bust shapes where I'm from. <laughs> so, um, all right. So, Eileen, you've given us a little bit about where you've grown up and who you are. And um, you found yourself in China. But how did you find yourself in this beautiful place called uh, Shanghai? We, we were, I will tell you something. We were cycling. I need to think. I think I'm sorry. Let me turn off my phone or something. Because something is... Yeah, your phone. Can you hear it? Mm-hmm. It's causing a disturbance. Ah, oh, Leah, you should know better by now. But it's always on vibrate. Oh, kill the vibe. So, let me tell you, we were cycling on our way to this place where we are, to the studio. And on our way, whilst we were cycling, I actually lost my train of thought. Why was I talking about cycling? No, I have no clue. This no, but I was going to... We are talking about how we got here. Oh, yes. How we Oh, yes. Oh, in Shanghai. Sorry, I was talking about Shanghai. Mm -hmm. We were on a beautiful cycle ride, which was never intentional. I actually just wanted to take a car here. But she was just like, are you sure on a Friday traffic? And you know it's true. Right now, the traffic is a lot. But we went on the the railway, 
which I was worried about. And that's another story. But the point is, eventually we got out early just so we didn't have to be in the railway anymore. And we took bicycles. And do you know there's something about living in the city, right? Which surprises you every either every day or every other week or every week, depending mm -hmm. on your movements. But there's always something so new and you're just like, well, where did this come from? You know, and you experience places differently in the same same city so quickly and so dramatically as well. I don't know how to keep up sometimes. I'm like, this is here? When did this happen? Last week. Really? And then something else will happen. It just doesn't stop. Yeah, you don't ever get used to too many things in China because one day it's here, the next day is gone. So it's every madness. day, every day is a Pandora box here in the city. Which is kind of exciting though. Yeah, no, no, no. It's, it's fun. Like, it's definitely fun. So you ask how I ended up here. Yes. So talk part. about being rebellious earlier. <laughs> I just, I mean, like I always explain to people, I had my career laid out for me. I mean, six-figure job, couldn't ask for better. I had my dream car. I had just purchased my dream car. And I mean, I thought I had made it. But I've realized that money money uh, doesn't bring happiness and something was missing i mean with the fancy job fancy car fancy house there was still something missing i found myself just getting aggravated just driving to work and it's always like being stuck in traffic for example and i just wanted a different experience a new experience so out of the blue i decided to quit quit my job and move to europe and when i got to europe i realized that all the materialistic things we think we need in order to survive things like cars i've never walked in the u.s but then i get to europe and i'm walking the streets and everything looks amazing and you're wowed by everything whereas if i was in a car i would never get that experience and while i was in europe doing a master's i my school offered to finish it in china it was optional and i was like why not i mean i already made it this far might as well check out another continent i mean i would want to say that i've been somewhere in asia before I go back home and I just came to China and just fell in love. I fell in love with the freedom of not being um, tied to bills uh, compared to the U.S. And the lifestyle here is very different and people here are very easygoing as far as walking to work and everybody's taking public transportations. I mean, in America, you would never catch me um, in, in the South, honestly. Uh, in Louisiana, Louisiana, <laughs> in Louisiana, the public system is horrible. So the fact that like these are the little things that bring me joy, honestly, when people ask me if I miss driving, I try to give the U.S. A, another shot uh, a year ago. <laughs> and really? I mean, just that anger of being behind a wheel, being stuck in traffic. I yeah. mean, to, to me, it's not life and I wanted to live. I didn't want to fall into that routine pattern. So I guess you can call me rebellious because my parents are asking me every day when I'm coming back home and I refuse. No, there's, I mean, every place has their own disadvantages, right, in the world. Um, but there's something I will agree. It's just the freedom to just move around and mm -hmm. also the security. Can we just talk about the security? Oh, my God. So like, I, wow. I don't know if I ever told you that. Like one night I'm coming home and I'm super drunk. Two o'clock in the morning. I live on the sixth floor. I'm by myself and I get in front of my door. And my key falls on the floor and I'm like, oh, shit, I picked it up and I'm like, oh, I'm fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> and it was just inside thoughts. You know how you get to those moments. I'm like, oh, I'm fucked up. But then this fear crossed my mind again. I'm like, oh, crap. What fear? 
did I think to look back to see if someone was following me in my apartment? Right. And then I like quickly snapped out of it. I'm like, oh, hell no. We in China. Stuff like that doesn't happen in China. Right. So this is the one place I tell my parents. I mean, no news, good news. If you don't hear from me, I'm living my best life. Right. Because I feel safe here. There are cameras everywhere. Whether I come home at one o'clock in the morning, three o'clock in the morning, six o'clock in the morning or in the middle of the day. I mean, I always feel safe. I never have to fear. I mean, I can't say that about the U.S. because, I mean, day, night, you're at church, you're at school, there's a shooting somewhere. You, I mean, you're not safe anywhere. Whereas here, yes, I have peace of mind, honestly. As a, as a native uh, South African, I can completely understand. Uh, I mean, every, every country has its own, like, kind of stuff, right? But I, I will admit that I've been in very uncomfortable situations where someone is following you and it's like... How crazy is that? But the thing is, you're so ingrained with this idea of, of, not not even this idea, but this practice of always checking your blind spots mm -hmm. so as you walk. Like you know, as you're driving a car, you, the blind spots are the the review, the back, yep. and the sides and stuff, your peripheral, and you. That's how you walk. And when I first got to Shanghai, that's exactly how I still walked. I was just like, what? Is someone close to me? It's personal space. What's going on? Because I still have that thing ingrained in me. Of course. And yet, I have never been so lucky. Touch wood. I was looking forward. So lucky with losing stuff and having it mm -hmm. sent right back to me. Yes. Giving it right back to me in its order. Girl. Everything. Like. You know when I knew I was coming back to this country? What? I forgot my backpack with all my money, I had over 4,000 because I had planned on traveling Asia. Mm, mm. 4,000 USD in my backpack. I had my laptop. I had good everything. Money to travel around. Great money to travel <laughs> around if you want to have a good time, especially in Asia because your money takes you a long way. But I left my backpack in the metro on my way to the airport. I'm not going to lie, Leah. I freaked out. Yes, I had credit cards on me, but I freaked out because it was my computer. It was my money. I mean, yeah. It, it, my computer honestly i feel like it's my life yeah gadgets are take your lives. take the money leave the computer yeah and i freaked out and my friend was like eileen don't panic let's just check in at the airport we'll go back to the metro and we'll ask them about your bag i did not even make it to the counter less than five minutes from the time i realized where i left my, when i left my bag to the time we got to the counter, my landlord calls me. I don't know how she got my information, how she knew. She just asked me, hey, did you leave your bag at, in the metro going to the airport? I said, yes. In less than 10 minutes, I got my bag in everything. They asked me to count every single dollars to make Whoa. sure all my belongings were there. Last you, week, I lost my phone. I, well, <laughs> yeah. Like two weeks ago. Two weeks, uh, two ago. weeks ago, no, yes. The thing is, we work so, so much. We, we're actually colleagues, by the way. <laughs> Uh, but we work so much that the weeks go so fast and you're like when was that when was that didn't that happen yeah. no what because mm -hmm. every day it's like you get home well you wait you leave you leave well i leave home around quarter to seven like, leave home and then you wake up i mean you wake up you leave home and then you get back to home like right six seven sometimes eight sometimes nine sometimes ten and then even if you get home a little bit earlier, you have to work or you have to do other work on the side or this work or like, you know, podcast stuff. Mm -hmm. Like there's always so much being packed into a short little week and you and then you have to go back to work again. Yeah. And it's like continuous. And yet we still try to find those little pieces of happiness, like going out here and whatever. Yeah. But it's like I completely cut 
out after I have had one night that's way too much. Like, and that's me going out in the day and then getting home early still. Yeah. And I'm just like, I'm taking the whole day to sleep. Honestly, I didn't understand what the fast life was until I got to China because right. you feel like you're in a roller coaster every single day. And this, I mean, I guess it falls into accountability, responsibility and all that stuff. Because when I lost my phone last week this is what or is the perfect. week before last, yeah. um, I literally made it to work in, in less than five minutes after I got to work. Aaliyah was already aware that I had lost my phone. Yeah. So the lady who found my phone. That's what's crazy. Because like the other people called. Yeah, tell yeah she sorry. called my sister. Yeah. To let my sister know that she has my property and I need to come get it immediately because she doesn't want to be responsible for it. Mm. And throughout the day I was talking to her. I said, don't worry about it. Everything's going to be okay. And she said, well, you don't have a password on your phone. You have over 2000 RMB. And I'm like, 2000 RMB is only 200 USD. Like, what is this lady panicking for? And she's like, I don't want to be responsible for all that money. Like she was so adamant about getting me my phone back as soon as possible. So I had to have a friend go pick up the phone. And on top of that, they made him take a picture with him shaking the guy's hand, holding the phone to show that I had all my money on my phone. Wow. Because they did not want to be in. They did not. I asked him. How do him, they even know it's you? How do they? That's my thing. I, I mean, I don't know. I guess. I mean. Someone could call. But no, I mean, I guess they're doing a good deed. You see what I'm saying? So no, to but them, they, whenever they pick up a phone, right? How do they know who it belongs to so quickly? Oh, what they did is they went down my phone list and saw How who... did they open your phone? I didn't have a password on my phone. I had oh, just bought the phone. Smart girl. Well, well it's not really <laughs> not smart, smart <laughs> but <laughs> it wasn't really smart. But the first thing they did, because my phone was on silent, they turned the ringer on. They went through my phone to actually find out who I was. They did ask several questions. Uh, to my friend like what's the name of the person because my account was on on my phone mm. but I thought it was really weird because she's like you have 2000 on this phone she has so much money and I'm like how did she get into my info and that's when she said that she had to verify I was me in my name and whatnot because the people she was calling she had to ask them who does this phone belong to before talking to them yeah no and that's great and that, well, that that's a perfect uh, segue into what I mean, we were talking about. Yes. Accountability. It's a great segue because <laughs> in America, if you lose your phone, you lose your phone. You can kiss it goodbye. In Bye-bye. Europe, oh my God, in Europe was even worse. Pickpocketing. People felt entitled to your stuff. <laughs> entitled. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> Keyword. <laughs> entitled. Especially when you work so hard for your phone, for your material stuff, and somebody else just feels the need that it belongs to them. It's their right. Like, you shouldn't be here. I should be here. You shouldn't have this phone. I should have this phone. So just stealing in general. I mean, I, I just think this is a nasty subject. But the fact that I live in China and people here tend to be reliable and accountable and definitely honest people from what I've seen so far in the last two years that I've been living here. I mean, I think it's the best place I could have asked to be in. It's so chilled. It's really so chilled. And it's it's crazy because... You can mess up your life, but yet you'll get everything together again. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, how is this possible? Because because it's just... And, and this is what we get back into, right? It's it's accountability and, and what does it mean to be accountable? And let's just really talk about what it means to be accountable. And according to some, you know, Google definitions and their dictionaries and all that jazz, it's they say it's able it's being able to justify your actions. 
being expected to be able to justify your actions, mm-hmm. being able to re- be responsible for your actions, right? Mm-hmm. And whenever I've always thought about this term accountability or being accountable, I've always thought of it in a governance term, like growing up and studying and during studying in university, whenever I th- we spoke about accountability or being accountable, we always talked about transparency, accountability um, in terms of the government and how they are supposed to interact with us uh, as society, as the people that they govern. Mm-hmm. And it's because, you know, you, we do elect these government officials and um, we put all of our our everything like control over ourselves into these people we trust them completely well not completely but when you vote you're saying listen i believe that you will you know help my country be a better place you'll help me uh directly well indirectly directly well you, you know, hope you hope. hope i mean i mean even my mother as a kid she groomed us into not trusting anyone but god in yourself don't you right. because at some point even your mother may or may not betray you your friends will or will not betray you. So you can't really put your trust in other people because we are humans. We fall short. We have good days. We have bad days. And when you talk about accountability, it's you looking within yourself yeah. and pointing out. You, you literally have to look in a mirror and say, whoa, I fucked up. This is the type of person I am. And we're not ready for that. Honestly, most you know people are so not ready for right that. Now? Can I just pause you right there? Mm-hmm. That's so great because I was going to get about, get to us as people being accountable, but you just took it where it wanted to go. Mm-hmm. And so well, so thank you for that. Oh, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> um, but carry on. Yeah. Because we are supposed to be more accountable to ourselves more than anything. Yeah. I mean, and I think, I think, it's something I, I really, I think about every day. I think about in every little action that I make, because there's one thing that I don't want to ever feel, or I don't want to ever leave an impression on anyone I've ever interacted with, as if, oh, this person does not consider their own actions and is not self-reflective and is not accountable for what they've done. There's never a day I want to ever think that I've left that impression on someone, because to me, that is i mean everyone has their own definition of what kind of life you must lead but to me that is it's 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 a lie to myself and i always want to feel like did i display the best part of me and was i fair for me fairness is everything and if i can say i was fair then even if i had done something that might not be nice to the other person or they they might not take well at least i was true and i was fair to myself yeah, but Aaliyah, you have to notice that you're trying to un... What's the word I want to use? You're trying to change something that is embedded in you. And what I'm saying, you, I'm not saying you're not accountable. I mean, we're, none of us are accountable, honestly. But We're not accountable? Eh, you, do you take accountable for all your actions every time? You, honestly no because let me but explain it to you we, we, let me no 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 but let me explain this to you and specific, i'm not I mean. let me yes let me uh explain and be specific so today for example one of my students mm. they're talking in class they're talking in class so i ha- ask him to stay after class so he can talk to me and tell me why is he talking in class at seven years old you know what his first answer was the other one was doing it yes and the first thing I had to tell him is the other one, the other kid 
his mouth is not in your mouth. I didn't ask exactly. you what Benjamin was doing. Exactly. I asked you what you were doing. But the first thing we tend to do is when we have to reflect and realize like, oh, yes, I messed up. I have to take accountability for what I did. Sorry. I have to take accountability for what I did. We don't want to do that because it's always easy to put it on the next person. It's always easy to de deviate the answer. But Sandy says this as well all the time. What? Deviate? No, no, no. Like always blame. They always yes, do that. No, we all, because we have to put the blame on somebody else. And mm -hmm. I mean, it's always you. somebody has to pay. Yeah. Even when we look at what's going on in America, whether the people are guilty or not, we want people to pay. And it's never us. It's always them. So if you look at everything else that goes on in your life, the easiest road to take out is blaming somebody else. Fair. Because Fair. you would have to admit you're a shitty person. Oh, no, but like I have no worries. I mean, the first thing I'm not saying that I'm doing it all the time, but I do. And I try my very, very best to be very reflective. I'm not I'm not perfect. There will never no, be. No, no one's perfect. perfect. But the, I do do try my best to be very self-reflective and also weigh things up and and say, OK, always ask. I'm like, is this how you're feeling? Tell me why you feel like this. What have I done? So I can understand myself and what I have I've done to another person so I can understand. And more than anything, and it's and it's part of evolving, it's part of growing. Of it's course. like it's like always being like, you know what? Even if I may not understand where you're coming from, I understand that if I have hurt you or done something in any way, I apologize for that. I apologize because I'm like, you know what, it doesn't take too much for me to be apologetic, plus is, plus you know, a grudge isn't the worst thing. I've kept grudges before, but then I always let them go eventually because I realize it takes more energy to be grudgeful. I'm not saying be like the thing is when I say grudgeful, I'm like, I'm not going to be like, oh, I'm going to keep this grudge. I'm going to remember and I'm, I'm going to treat you in a very specific way. I'm just going to take a note of what has happened to me and being like, OK, this is who this person is. And I'll maybe might keep my distance and, and you know. I'll just start putting different kinds of boundaries around myself. Of I think course. That's the but not just boundaries, it's expectations of others. Yes. So Lower them. <laughs> <laughs> Girl, if you have no expectations, you can't get hurt any more hurt than what they how they hurt you. Yeah, yeah. That's why I take people with a grain of salt, honestly. But my thing is as well, it's not just about you, but it's about that other person because most people, for example, if you do take accountability, let's say you messed up with a friend, you take accountability, hey, I messed up. Mm. It takes an even bigger person to look within themselves as well. Yeah. Because what other people tend to do is, oh, yeah, Aaliyah is a shitty person. Mm. But they're not looking at themselves and saying, yeah, you know what? Maybe I could have been a better friend or maybe I could have done this. Maybe I could have done that. They just found the one person to blame yeah. and they keep moving. Great. Me accepting my fault and taking accountability mm. for my uh, shortcomings yeah. doesn't mean that you don't have any. But yeah. you will never admit that yeah. because the fact that I took accountability for my actions, you feel the need. Well, you feel justified. You feel justified yeah. not to have to take accountability because the other one already blamed herself. True. True. It's like. I'm done. Yeah, I'm done. And that's and that's what we've been experiencing. Um, uh, in this, these past few weeks, I swear this month has been a joke thing. There's definitely something in the air, honestly. There's I don't definitely know what's something been in the air. On. Like, even me, I'm just like, what? What, what happened? When did this happen? What's going on? Uh, what? And even my reactions to things, I'm just like, what is happening? Like, how am I feeling? I feel so weird. 
in this month. It's that Mercury retrograde. Whatever uh, are we it's doing called. these things now? Yes, we because no, the, these things that have been happening ting, ting, definitely tings. justify. Because there's why something we, in why the we air. Why something to justify if it's if it's straight because up it's not problematic. just oh, here in China. When you look at it, it's problematic all over the world. Me, I said the end is near. That's what I said. Jesus is coming soon because this shit happening can't be real. Like honestly, because <laughs> every time you turn on the TV, it's some bullshit somewhere across the world. In your own personal life, in your daily life, you have to deal with stuff, and then you're looking all over the world, and it's like people have gone mad. And honestly, no one wants to take accountability. It's like, when does it stop? Like, when does all this stop? And people start, you know, owning up to their mistakes, owning up to who they are as people. Yes. You know, I love how you... Because sometimes I feel like... I think when we even... Well, we came up with this topic together, kind of. And I'm like, this was actually like perfect. Mm-hmm. It was perfect timing. But because it's not just about the problematic stuff. I don't want to say the BS, the cap stuff that happens mm-hmm. um, in the world. It's also about how, you know, in our little lives, we have to be more accountable to the little things that we do on a daily basis. And it's like every single day is, a, I don't know, I, I find myself to be a very, I'm tightly wound, anxious mm-hmm. person. So I try to stay as calm as possible. But even when I look calm, I'm very anxious. But, that mm-hmm. you know, I, I just like to keep busy and I like to do, you know, little things all the time and there's sometimes when i'll make it i'll do an action right i'll say something and i would hope that the people around me understand what i mean by my because i make a lot of jokes and me you know fool around a lot right but sometimes things are taken the wrong way you know what i mean and it's just like even though someone might have found it funny or whatever uh you never know if like wait could that have been too much have you ever had that i know there's many comedians that deal with that like they don't know what is perceived as okay or not because you're meeting new people all the time let me tell you something and this goes idea. into accountability of like are we accountable for the I, the fact that we might not understand what other people might be perceive as rude or mean or well or... you definitely have to fill the room before making any jokes i would agree yes but uh in that instant i mean you might as well explain to them what happened because in that instant is... Well, I wasn't actually referring to that moment, actually. Oh, I you wasn't, I, was, I was just talking generally. Okay. Um, and this is... And I think generally speaking, I think there's a lot of people that might be experiencing the same thing. Where they say things and they don't know that it's wrong until... But that's how we learn, yes? Yes, but it also might... It might get confusing at times. Because when you read a room, right... Right. Oh, for an instant, because I do have to bring it back to what happened between yes. us. You can, so you can bring it up. But we were in a situation where, I mean, we're with colleagues, colleagues that we joke with all the time. And I mean, apparently one of them had snitched to HR about something that was mentioned at work. And of course, it's money related. Uh, about, it's always about money. It's always about <laughs> money. It's it's literally always about money. And this is where entitlement is going to make sense to you guys. Um, so it's it was money related. And one of them went and ratted out and said we were talking and discussing money at work about our contract. You know what's funny about that is because it's not even ratting out because really like... There was nothing ever said. Yes, there was nothing ever said to even them. Like there wasn't a specific (laughs) amount. There wasn't a specific amount. There was no contract being showed. But in the midst of the conversation, 
uh, they went and went to HR and read it out. So the girl that HR contacted first asked a simple question. Who the hell snitch? <laughs> it wasn't it, it wasn't anything serious. These are personal colleagues that we've joked with all the time that have made jokes about their genitals <laughs> all the time. Uh, right. So if we can joke about genitals, I don't see what is the issue about asking if you snitch to HR. But at that moment, when they first walked in the room, well, we were welcome themselves. We were themselves all joking. Yes. Everything was fine until we discovered that, OK, one of them went to HR. And instead of, like we said, taking accountability and say, you know what? I did fuck up. I called HR. I talked to them and this is what happened. They pointed the finger at everyone else because they thought HR was not going to name drop. Which mm. they ended up doing. They threw so many people underneath the bus, and I was like, "Whoa!" So, <laughs> in that instant, when when you say we have to lessen the jokes and whatnot, because they use jokes, because you said, "Well, you know what happens? Snitches get stitches." But it was even before HR had name dropped or anything, just yeah, because you were trying to make before. light of the story. Uh, uh, of the frustration. No, Chi, this so, is the kind of stuff you tell your little sisters and stuff because it's jokes. Yeah, it's like it, real it's, jokes. It's honestly <laughs> jokes. But as a way out, the person felt the need to, oh my God, I feel threatened. You didn't feel threatened five minutes ago yeah. when you were talking about your genitals. But all of a sudden you get busted and you fear for your life. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So when you say, no, take accountability for your action. First of all, what you did not do, you did not say you were the one that went. And even when we had the proof, instead of saying, you know what? Yes, it was me. You want to turn whatever it is, your embarrassment into anger. And then now you want to feel threatened because of a simple joke that was made. No, don't talk to me about uh, you not feeling safe or whatnot. You just didn't take accountability. It was easier for you to put the blame on someone else and make it an even bigger situation than it had to me because you refuse to take accountability. And what I tell people is so easy. Men and women, you don't think if you walked in in a relationship and told a girl, yo, I'm shit. I ain't going to take care of you. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to buy you gifts. I'm not yeah. going to take you out to eat. I'm not. She lowered her expectation right then and there, right? Yeah. It's easier for people to take you when you come at true face value. It's so true. But no, instead, what you want to do, you want to work hard, paint this picture of the person that you're not, and then want to be mad later on when you get busted. Mm. Why? I honestly respect people that come to me and tell me 100% this is the type of person I am. I am... I'm a snitch because I tell all everybody, <laughs> don't commit a crime around me. I'll be the first one at the police station. I'm look, <laughs> especially if that is going to affect my livelihood. Look, Mr. Right. Officer, let me tell you, she lives at this address. Her mom did this three years ago. So it runs in the fact I'll be the first one to snitch on you. And I always tell everybody, do not commit no crime around me, especially if it's going to affect me yeah. because I am not going to take accountability or I am not going to take a case for somebody not else. For I'm not going. No, no, no. Plausible deniability. <laughs> I don't know nothing. I don't know. nothing. At least you guys you. know the type of person that I am right? because I was accountable when I said I ain't going to snitch, but I don't want to be around you when you do that because I'll be the first one at the police station, especially if I'm going down with you. So it, it's just really easy because you put so much expectations in people. Like I said, back to the story before, we were joking with these colleagues, right? Everything, everything was peachy, peaches and cream. 
until you had to take accountability for your actions. Yeah. So instead, you want to be big and bad and mad instead of just admitting. It, w- it could have been something so resolved simple. so simple, so easy. Like, yo, you didn't have to go snitch on me like that, but I get you, fam. Done. I see how you feel. Moving on. No, moving on. But because you did, you refused to take accountability, you felt entitled because when we say it boiled down to money, you felt like, oh, well, they're getting paid more than I am getting paid. How is it my fault? The last job I was at, when I found out that the guy that got hired after me got more money from the school because he, because was, he was a hustler. Nah, I mean, yeah, he used his white privilege, but, but he hustled no, but the school. No, but that's fair because this is the thing, right? This it's, is the not, thing. it's not always just race, right? It's not always it's, just race, but it's not his fault that they're treating me differently. Yeah. It's the school's fault. So you know what we did, girl? We took that dude out for a drink. Right. We went to celebrate because he got in over them. So this is the thing, right? This is how we He use, didn't feel entitled that we made less or he made more. He didn't feel the title. It's about it's also about working with what you have. Okay, no one's gonna hate you because like, oh, you have this advantage, you have this advantage. Society likes you like this. Let me use this to my advantage. It's not your fault, really. It's how society perceive you. At the end of the day, it's like so. It's like it's the same kind of thing with let's say actors, right? White actors taking a role that was particularly written for a black person or whatever, whatever, whatever. Like the feeling that oh no, actually I can't take this role because this was supposed to be a black person's role. Or right now, because of the Black Lives Matter movement, like them trying to add more black people onto TV or whatever. Well, it's great, but now you're trying to remove... Is it like, you know, some white fragility, well, white tears, white guilt kind of thing? At the end of the day, what does it really help? Because at the end of the day, who's the audience that you're, who you're, who you're you know, appealing to? You're appealing to a certain audience. Do so you think that's going to make a big difference? What, what... This I know question, what you're maybe. saying. I mean, for the black for the white actors playing black shows uh, I mean, we have enough black people running around y'all couldn't get some, somebody from the street like you didn't even have to pay them that much if you really think about it anybody wants black people we just waiting for a come up so for you to be a white actor and play a black role i mean there weren't enough black people for you to just find someone you see what i'm saying We're... take accountability don't sit here and say we feel offended yes we do because there's so many of us running jobless so what I'm saying in that matter is the entitlement. It's not even about accountability. It's about entitlement. Because instead of reflecting and looking back at yourself and saying, you know what? Yes, this is not the position for me because there are black people out there. There's too many black actresses and actors not making what I'm making or whatnot. Let me go ahead and let them know that there is a role out there for them. But we feel entitled or they feel entitled to say, oh, you know what? If the money is right, paint my face. I'll be black for y'all if I wanted to. Do I blame them? No. Is it the right thing to do? No. But this is where we talk about cronism as well. If you go and go find a job and they tell you that your dad's friends work at that job and he's going to give you the job, you're not going to go because you're going to feel like, oh, you know what? Uh, yeah, it's going to make me feel entitled. You're damn right. I'm the first one filling out the application. Dude's right. my dad's friend. I got a guaranteed job. Yeah. This is I'm taking thing. accountability for my actions by telling you I will go get that job because this is the reason why I got it. Unfortunately, yeah, this is the world we live in. Yeah, no. It's but not what is, you have that lets you in. It's who you know. It's who you but know. But own up to it. Preach. Don't sit here and say, well, I got the job because, you know, my degree. Girl, your boy, your degree wasn't nothing when you went to present it. 
you got the job because you knew somebody own up to it i agree with this 100 percent. i'm with this one because and let's go back to what even entitlement means it means to be entitled is to feel that you have the right or you deserve something i mean nothing guaranteed that he was going to give me the job because he knew my family <laughs> but yeah, you but feel like you deserve something yeah right? i don't think and this is I've, I've had this discussion maybe once or twice before about what it is to feel like you deserve something and i feel as if no one deserves anything personally i do feel that but then someone might use a different example or a different scenario should i say um where let's say you know you have a job you've been working hard and whatever your credentials are better you're, you're making more money for the company and then you and then someone that just got there gets the job uh gets gets uh was it when you go higher uh, a promotion a promotion before you and would you say that that person that has been pulling his weight and been doing the most for a company does does that person not deserve that position or that promotion would you say that well maybe I would say that he does and therefore but it doesn't mean that anything is ever guaranteed to you though no nothing's ever guaranteed if you're gonna you know? work that hard to make somebody else rich you might as well work for yourself and make yourself rich because exactly. at the end of the day you're your own boss exactly. so i'm not gonna say everybody needs to go out there and have their own businesses and whatnot but if you feel entitled to get up nothing is ever handed out to anybody and mm -hmm. at the end of the day Yes, it's going to come down to, does the boss like you? It sucks. Even when we look at things as a job referral. If your boss was a shitty boss and you did everything you needed to do at your job and now you need a referral to go to a new job and the boss want to mess you over, it takes one word from them. You see what I'm saying? So, yeah. yes, you can't feel like because you put 100% into this position, you're entitled to get the other position because you were a good employee. Your boss doesn't owe you that. If they want to say he was a shitty person, that's them. That's their opinion of you. Right. <laughs> so entitlement, I honestly feel if you work hard for it, you deserve it. Is it entitlement? Not necessarily. Do you deserve it? Yeah, you probably do deserve it. But if you coming up depends on somebody else's opinion, mm -mm, fam, go work for your own self. Then you can feel entitled. I don't know, I still feel like this is a little bit of a tricky one because I, 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 do we still feel like, I don't know, this deserve thing, like entitlement, yes, we, I've witnessed a lot of entitlement, um, but at the same time, although I believe that we don't deserve anything, it's more so a choice, mm -hmm. but people always somehow bring it down to their entitlement, they need to deserve something, and I'm just like, it wasn't, as you said, it wasn't you that decided that you deserved it. It, it was somebody else it was that someone desired. else. Yep. And that was their choice. Mm -hmm. And therefore, it always comes back to choices, right? But let's talk about how we also exercise this entitlement, you know? Okay, fine. You might believe, believe that you deserve something, but what do you do with that something? Because it's not just one thing, right, to feel like you deserve something. It's also about how you... Go about it. Go about it. Like, it's it's... You know, if nothing is, is set in stone and nothing is for free and life isn't easy and life isn't fair, okay, cool. Yes, you got the one up. Someone chose you. You were chosen. Yeah, but can I be mad at that person? 
No, because I it wasn't her, the, the person's decision. I mean, I can say I want the promotion and the boss ends up giving it to me and not you. I mean, yeah, you might feel entitled that you've been here longer. You deserve this. You work twice as hard. But honestly, who are you mad at? You shouldn't be mad at me. I mean, I just got put in the position. You should be I mad mean, at the boss. Right. As a matter of fact, we both gonna be mad at the boss because <laughs> you didn't make it. Right. So it's how you exercise this entitlement. I think that we could be fair about because, well, this... This, no, entitlement means something, well, the feeling that you deserve it. But, like, if something is given to you and you have been given the belief that you are entitled to it, right? Again, how do you exercise this kind of power? Because this entitlement, this, that's a feeling of power. Yeah, I think. Entitlement is a feeling of power. Like, I deserve something. I have the power to deserve it. I have the power to own it, to keep it. I, You know... It, Am I coming through? Am I making sense? Which You're her making, brain is spinning and she's thinking about this. You're making <laughs> a lot of sense. But to me is people like that are people that have no religion. And what I mean mm. by that is you need to put God first. And honestly, because even Moses, the way he, were bought, he was bought up, he had all these golds and all these palaces. And at the end of the day, he was stripped of everything because he did not feel entitled. He decided, you know what? Let me go and make my own. Mm. So if you want to tell me you feel entitled, first of all, only God knows what path is laid down for you. Mm. Okay. I might feel like I need to be in this position and in God's mind is like, no, baby girl, I don't want you to be content where you are. So I'm creating a new path. I'm going to let Aaliyah have the promotion, but you're going to get your business because your if business. I gave you the promotion, <laughs> you would have been content and happy where you are. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? That's why you don't hold on to anything. I mean, life is too short to feel entitled about anything because one day you may have it. The next day it's all gone. True. I mean, I know some family members of mine that are waiting for their uh, in-laws to drop so they can collect on the money. Damn. What happens? There's I mean, too many people it, like it's that. life. It's <laughs> life, girl. I mean, I would wait, too. But you know what? <laughs> I don't know how long they're going to live. So I can't wait too long because being broke forever ain't, ain't for me. But what I'm saying is, <laughs> what I'm saying is because you feel entitled to that money, here goes 20, 30 years. Life is passing you by and you're not doing anything about it because you want to sit here and be content. God right. is telling you, I have something greater in store for you. But because of your entitlement, you are your own personal blockage. You see what I'm saying? Oof. You're blocking all your blessing because you're worried about being entitled for, about something that you're, you have no business being entitled about. Oof. Oof. Take accountability. Get to know who you are. Try to make your own way. I'm a shitty person. I am lazy. I don't want to work. This is why I'm broke. But don't sit here and look at me and say, oh, you think you're all big and bad because I'm actually trying and trying to become a better person. You see what I'm saying? Make your own path. And that's why you got to believe in something because if you don't believe in something, you fall for everything. Oh! Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Can I get another amen? Amen. I mean, I'm not here to preach, but like you <laughs> I'm not do, here to preach, but damn. But like, <laughs> damn, you do have to look within yourself to realize what type of person you are and do you have the right to feel entitled or not? And that's just my two cents. That, that's your two cents. And that was the only sense that we counted today, really, <laughs> in my opinion. So um, with that said, that's what we really we wanted to really talk about accountability and entitlement and i think uh you know i mean you you hit the nail on the head 
you're the cherry on top you really spoke about this in a way that made a lot more sense because you do a lot of examples and um and you're realistic so i appreciate you being on this podcast and um i think we can all leave and say we can say this that at the end of the day you don't deserve anything you're not owed anything you're not owed anything make your own way make your own way and sorry take i think this is like a passage of like a, and take it i feel like you're preaching so i'm just listening and then i'm repeating what you say oh amen sister Preach on. <laughs> Preach Go on. On. i'm repeating what you say because this is the verse and he said let there, <laughs> let there be yeah accountability <laughs> amen all right and thank you for today and uh yeah hopefully we'll have another cool episode very soon but that's yeah. about it i appreciate you having me on this show and like i, I hope said, you got all of that out it makes life so much easier just <laughs> take accountability for you tell people you're a shitty person you're a great person because when you tell people they can't have no expectations honestly because i feel no like I'm expectations the i'm the dopest and I'm I expect for you to be the dopest. Com. So the day you show up and you ain't shit, I'm going to hold you accountable. You said you was the dopest, you was the illest, and you showing you're me a different... you keep your receipts? Well, yes. there's a podcast now. You know so. I'm petty. You know I'm very petty. <laughs> so I will keep my receipts. That's the one thing I'm accountable for. I ain't going to lie. Everybody know I'm petty. She pretty is now. Very petty. She. All right. All right. Thank you. Bye. <laughs> Did you learn that you got it for me? But you didn't earn that it's never for free. I left it all behind. I left it all behind me.